We're back again today with Matt Kubler talking about the next in the webinar series and the unspoken sale. This is webinar number three. Those of you that have been registered for previous ones should have received the emails and links to go watch webinars number one and two. They're still available and out there. If you didn't get those links and you'd like to review them, then you can go to the unspokensale.com. You see the URL there at the bottom of your screen, unspokensale.com. You should be able to find links to those or send an email to matt at unspokensale.com and we'll reply back with a link where you can watch those videos, those previous webinars. Last webinar we talked about baselines, establishing baselines, one of three, and in today's talk we're going to talk about the two remaining types of baselines and I'll turn it over to Matt here in just a minute. For those of you that are new, Matt's had a 25-year history in uh, military and law enforcement as his career. He's served with or trained with some of the best forces on the planet, in my opinion. So Special Forces, DEA, CIA, Delta Force, Navy SEALs. Uh, been a, a SWAT team leader for how many years there, Matt? Twelve. Twelve years and uh, undercover with U.S. Homeland Security for a good stint of time as well. So we're going to learn from what I consider a world authority on understanding the hidden messages that people are sending through nonverbal communications, basically body language. Uh, today's talk again is continuing and finishing up what a baseline read is. This is one of the very first things you have to do when you're using body language to make sure that you're understanding who you're communicating with and communicating most effectively. So last webinar number two we talked about establishing the personality baseline. Today I'm going to turn it over to Matt and he's going to describe how you establish the remaining two environmental baseline and norm. So Matt Say hi, and then maybe just kick it off with a refresh of what exactly a baseline read is. Thank you, Jay. How are we doing, everybody? Um, the baseline read, there's three types of baselines you're going to have to establish before you're able to make any type of a read on someone's nonverbal communication, communication or their, their body language. Um, last week, we discussed the personality, uh, which ultimately dictates the buying style of the person that you're going to be uh, speaking with on your sales call. The next two, the last two, are the environmental and the norm. Um, a baseline essentially is just uh, a place to start. It's where you're going to begin the process. You need to establish um, certain parameters, and that's what a baseline does. So what is an environmental baseline? We like to call that the where, where you're going to be having this interaction with another person. Um, Essentially, it's your ability to utilize the factors in your environment that will enhance your ability to make both a successful read and also to be able to easily determine your prospect's buying style. Utilizing your environment is key here. Keep that in mind. Um, the areas we're going to discuss, uh, what constitutes the environment, um, why it is important, how the information is relevant on a sales call, the things you should be looking for, and what to do with this newly found intelligence. What is your environment? Uh, essentially, it's determined by the location of the encounter. So if you're going to a warehouse, you, know, you have to factor in the different kinds of things you're going to find in a warehouse. Uh, if you're in an office building, same thing. That's, that's the environment which you are working in. If it's an outdoor or at a bar, you know, that's your environment. Why is it valuable? In any uh, interaction with another person, you're, you're basically going to be gathering intelligence that's going to be really vital to your ability to, to get a successful read. Um, knowing as much as you can about anybody is always good, and especially in a sales call, knowing about your prospect 
um, before you actually have a meeting with them is going to give you that leg up that's going to help during negotiations. Information is always gold when reading people. It is relevant because, like I said, knowing your environment will always allow you to be able to better assess your prospect, their personality, their buying style, their likes and dislikes, and also allows you to build rapport, which you're going to need for the norm baseline. Type of things you're going to be looking for. So when, it, when you're talking about the environment, um, their buying style, if you, if you get a chance to go back to webinar number two, that'll all come very, very clear to you if you didn't hear it already. Um, but understanding how that person likes to be sold to is, is vital. And there are keys that you can come, that you can take from certain personalities that will help you uh, assess what kind of personality they have. And an example is, you know, a lot of guys that are high D are going to have pictures of themselves with celebrities on the wall. They're going to have trophies. They're going to have um, things that are dictate their, their accomplishments sitting around in their office. Um, certain books on the shelves, guys that are high Ds are really big into the the Tony Robbins motivational speaking type stuff. Basically, anything you can find out to determine the personality of the buying style of your prospect is going to be beneficial. Um, anything that you can do to build rapport, which is all, all that we're doing here, we're trying to build that rapport, so ultimately you're gathering intelligence in order to get to the norm baseline, and that's what the environmental is for. Can I get a feel based on like the overall environment of the office? I mean, it's really cluttered and, and messy the desk, or it's incredibly neat and tidy and sterile. Absolutely. That is, those are all indicators. A high C is going to have a very neat and organized desk. They're going to be, um, they're, they're so specific on data and, and specifics that they're not going to have things out of, out of place because they're, it's just not in their personality. But a high I, who's all over the place, Mr. Personality, doesn't really have a set structure to his life, so to speak, may have a more cluttered desk. Um, and a high S is going to be very neat but not cluttered. Um, it's going to be somebody that is is very safe in the, their approach to everything they do. Things you want to look for on a, a sales call when you arrive on location, and that's really when it all starts. So like I told you earlier, if you pull into the parking lot of a business, always look around the, the exterior of the building. Is it well maintained? Especially if you're going to talk to somebody that is actually the owner of the property. Uh, look for the parking spot, reserve parking for the CEO or the VP of sales. Look in the car. See if there's anything inside that car that might be valuable information. I'm not saying you need to open the door and start searching it, but looking through the windows, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Try to get some information on what this guy might like. It's always good to start with things that are, are enjoyable for the person you're selling to. Um, your approach is going to differ if it's at an office or a warehouse or a conference center. Um, you know, the location of the actual meeting is very important because you're going to have distractions around you as well that you need to pay attention to. When you walk into the building, is the first person you meet a receptionist? If it is, were they pleasant? Did they understand um, that you were going to be there and what you were going to be there for? Did they treat you well? Did they seem happy? You can ask questions. Say, hey, this is my first time talking to Vice President of Sales. What kind of guy is he? They're going to give you information. Why? Because that's what they do. That, that's, they're, they're dying to talk to somebody about something other than, can I please place your call somewhere? When you make your way into the, the space that you're having the, the, the interaction, the actual meeting, look around. Is there air vents in the room that you might be sitting under that are going to blow cold air and make you appear as if maybe you're uninterested by crossing your arms because you're cold, or vice versa? 
the guy you're speaking to or the woman you're speaking to might be sitting underneath a fan or, or an air conditioning vent, and they could have their arms crossed, which make, may make you believe that they're closed off and not interested. Where's the door at in relation to where you're sitting and where they're sitting? It's important because subconsciously, if you see that the person you're speaking to is facing the door the entire time, that could be an indicator that subconsciously they want to leave the room. What kind of chair are you sitting in? Is it a hard chair or a soft chair? Is it a reclining chair? Is it one of the ones that spin around? You're going to end up sitting in that chair depending on how comfortable it is a certain way. And you need to pay attention to how you're sitting and how the other person is sitting because that is very important. If he's sitting in a very firm chair but yet is slouching or sitting in an awkward position, that means he's uncomfortable. But if he's in a big puffy oversized chair which rocks back and forth and swivels around, kicking back in that chair is not overly uncommon. Is the temperature real hot or real cold? That's going to change how a person's if their hand is sweaty, especially when you have that first handshake. Are they sweating profusely because they're nervous or because it's 80 degrees in the room? Look to see if they're playing on their, their cell phone or their, their uh, iPhone or a laptop or an iPad. Those are all things that are going to be distractions that could show that they're uninterested in what you're saying. To summarize the environmental, um, paying attention is key. Opening your eyes and seeing what's around you. Always scanning the room. Seeing things that could potentially be information gathering devices, things that are going to help you know more about the person, or things that might be a distraction that could ultimately make you make a poor read because you're thinking that they're uninterested when actually they're cold. Um, so those are real important things. Um, knowing what to look for. So at, the more you do this, the more you're just going to pick up on things. Things are going to become more apparent to you. Things in the room, uh, fish tanks on the wall, you know, if they have one of those talking fish that sings, don't worry, be happy every time you walk by it. That's stuff that's distracting. I know that sounds kind of comical, but trust me, it happens. Understanding uh, the environment is going to play a major role in how you, down the road, become better at reading people. The more you're able to just take in those quick little glances of something that change the way you are viewing that particular sales call, because each one's going to be individualized, that's going to help you down the road put that in your little memory bank so you can use it later on. And finally, each step builds off of each other, and you need to make sure that you're doing each step correctly in order to make a successful read. The next one, and the final one in the baseline category, is going to be the norm, the normal for that person. Things we're going to discuss on how to establish the norm baseline. We're going to figure out what is meant by the norm. How do you find each individual person's norm? How do you tie in the environmental baseline and the personality baseline into the norm baseline? We're going to determine what rapport is, why it's important, and what kinds of topics we could possibly discuss depending on the buying style in order to build rapport. What is a person's norm baseline, the what as we call it. A person's norm is simply the way one acts when not stressed or uncomfortable. Basically the person's most normal and relaxed state of being. The easiest way to find a person's norm is through gathering intelligence before the encounter that you will use to your advantage. Once you gather that intelligence during the environmental and personality baseline reads, you can then use that information to begin creating your profile on your prospect. All that information that you will be establishing prior to, estab prior to making the norm read is done through building the rapport with your prospect.
rapport. Um, everybody, I'm pretty sure, has, has heard this word before. It's basically having something in common to talk about or a connection you can make with another person. This is key in order to get the norm baseline. The, the rapport is so important because ultimately your goal is to, to make that person comfortable and to get them a, a stress-free environment so you can actually see them at their best. And once you determine what that is, then you can begin to make your read because there, there's going to be changes either positive or negative off of that norm baseline. So that's what you're looking for. Any change, once you establish the norm, any change positively or negatively from the, from the norm is going to be how you establish your read. Without it, you're flying blind. Talking points. So if you're, if you're looking to uh, figure out what to say to somebody who's a high D and, and for some reason you weren't able to get any valuable intelligence in the environmental read, um, there's, there's a few things you can probably bet are safe places to start for each type of buying style or personality style. So when dealing with a high D, um, four really good ones that you can think about uh, if you need to start up a conversation. Anything to do with sports. Um, if you see a, a degree on the wall from university, it's always safe to ask them if they were ever involved in a fraternity. If you know anything about fraternal organizations, um, that's also a good, good starting point. Have them speak about themselves because high Ds love to brag about their accomplishments. And outdoor activities. Most of them are competitive, so they're probably involved in some level of activity outside of the, the workplace that involves competing with other people uh, in some kind of a sport. So that's, a good, that's another good topic. High eyes, the guys that are really um, outgoing. Those are the ones that, that are the high eyes. Um, high eyes, they'll love to talk about their kids. Um, they're great at social events. So maybe if, uh, you know, find out if they went to a 4th of July party, if it's around that time frame. If there's a holiday, I'm sure they went to some level of a, a party or an occasion where they had a great time. Concerts charity events, and you know what? They probably were the Frank the Tank the Tank or Frank the Tank from, from old school. Um, so they probably got a lot of stories about college. So that's also a good place to start. High S's, they're the steady people, the ones that are very cautious in their approach to everything. Um, education and their, their accomplishments at college were very, very important to them. Um, they're very proud of their family, family lineage. Projects they are taking on at work because they love to see everything to completion. And anything that has hands-on type uh, hobbies is a good place to go with them. And finally, the high C, which is the, uh, the very cautious, more the, the bookworm, uh, data-driven kind of person. Um, and this is odd, but it's very true. Um, a lot of the high Cs have military experience because of the order. Military is very orderly, very... Uh, mission-driven and there's specific ways that it's done and, and high C's tend to get drawn into that area. Um, Strategy-based games or hobbies and anything to do with science or history is a good place to go with them. So now that you've thought about how you can build the rapport, whether it's through um, the intelligence you gathered on your own through the environmental baseline or through the personality baseline, understanding the buying style of the person that you're talking to, and knowing what key indicators um, or key drives, things that drive them um, for each personality buying style, um, you're going to be able to now understand how to get that norm established. 
once you have them sitting with you in a room, you've had your conversation with them for five minutes about whatever it is that gets them going and keeps them relaxed and they're happy to talk about. That entire time, you're watching how they're sitting. You're watching how they're looking at you. How are they using their hands? Are their hands visible? Are their legs crossed? Are they sitting square to you or are they turned towards the door? Are their arms crossed? Is their hands underneath their armpits? All those things are very, very important um, when determining the norm baseline because it doesn't matter if their arms are folded underneath their armpits. That could mean closed off. However, if they're in a very relaxed position and a very relaxed state while you're talking to them, this could be just their normal way of sitting or standing. So it doesn't automatically mean something negative. So when you're making these reads, um, don't take what is normally considered negative to be negative if you feel confident in the fact that you've addressed all the environmental and personality concerns in your baseline read and you're speaking to them in a very relaxed state. If they're happy and talking about something that is enjoyable, however they are is their norm, whether it's normally a negative or not. Um, understanding that you're using the environment and the personality, they're, they're just pre-read tools to determine the overall, over, overall baseline, which is done during the norm baseline. So any deviation from that norm, no matter what the norm is, is going to give you your indicators that either something is good or something is bad based on those changes. So that's something that you will now be very, very, uh, you'll understand and, and be very clear on. You need to understand that this is, from this moment on, is where things change for you. Now this is where we'll be connecting into a future webinar where you're going to be talking about red lights, green lights. So red lights, green lights is Matt's term for any deviation from any of these norms. You know, for the high D who's in a moderately uh, temperate environment without a lot of distractions, all of a sudden does X, Y, or Z, are those red lights or green lights? So you'll want to make the upcoming webinar where we talk about red lights and green lights. And uh, this is where this connects to it. This is the foundation for then determining, oop, red light, I'm doing something wrong, something just happened, I need to slow down. I need to back up. Maybe I need to, as Matt always says, cut bait and say, you know what, I know you're busy. I'll come back next time. But something's wrong. Or green lights, whatever my sales methodology is. So make sure that you attend, uh, and I think it might even be the next webinar, webinar number four, next Friday, or is it five? I think it's five, so in two Fridays from now. Make sure that you connect these to it because this is a good example of how you can see how seeing this norm is going to allow you to then say, oh, red light, green light, and that's judging whether I'm doing the right thing or the wrong thing. There's an entire webinar dedicated to that. Yeah, that's correct, Jay. What we're going to do in the next one is more than likely discuss um, the different things you're going to be looking for as far as changes in body language. Um, the different indicators on their own mean nothing unless you have the baseline determined beforehand. If you go in flying blind on somebody and you try to read them cold, unless you are an, an expert in it, you're going to misinterpret some things because that just might be how they normally are. And that's the key here, especially in a sales call. You're flying in to a business blind if you don't utilize the environmental intelligence you can gain, understanding when you uh, shake a person's hand and he gives you that death grip and he's wearing the cuff links and a bold tie and he's coming at you very loud and aggressive, that he's a high D. Once you figure out that he's a high D, you have tendencies that you can use 
to your advantage. You can build rapport knowing that certain topics are key for them to discuss. And once you get them comfortable and they're feeling good about interacting with you, now you understand what their normal baseline is. You can see what their body language is during that time. And any change from that is what's going to make you realize that you've either made a, an error in your conversation with them or you've done something very good. And that's kind of how this whole process works. And we'll get to the red light, green light, and that's how you'll know you hit three red lights, it's, it's, it's not going well for you. But if you're hitting up McGreen, it's clear sailing. Awesome. Well, remember, go to theunspokensale.com. You can find out where, I mean, we're breaking these up into little digestible webinar bites, several more to go in the next upcoming three weeks or four. But go to theunspokensale.com, and you'll see where you can have access to this. Uh, Matt's agreed to lower the price down while this webinar is running, and I think for the rest of the day maybe to $79. It's a single payment, uh, but it's so much more detail. It's all incorporated in there, and you see videos, and it's difficult to be looking at it a screen and trying to understand what he's talking about where inside the actual training program you'll see pictures of hands or images of people it's all movie based last thing member go back to the unspoken sale obviously you can ask your questions of Matt by emailing him you can go to the unspoken sale.com you'll see his email there and feel free to send him emails I'm making promises that uh, Matt's body's got to keep but that's easy for me to do so you can send him emails any day, all day, and he'll answer them back in 30 seconds. How's that, Matt? Um, so, and again, you don't have to wait till next Friday, but we will. If you're registered for these events, you'll be getting a copy of this video, and you'll be notified next week when we're going to hold the next conference on Friday. Same time, same bat channel, Matt. So I appreciate everything, and I promise you I will respond within 24 hours to every email. Excellent. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks, Jim, and thank you, everybody. Thanks again, everybody. <laughs> Not Have a, a problem. Great Jay. week.